From The Conversation, this is Politics with Michelle Grattan, a podcast where Michelle discusses the issues of the day with The Conversation's politics team. Hi, my name is Amanda Dunn. I'm the Politics and Society Editor for The Conversation and I'm speaking with Michelle Grattan. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Amanda. Michelle, the Reserve Bank has today hiked interest rates again, but this time by a quarter of a percentage point, which was a bit less than many economists had expected. Now, Treasurer Jim Chalmers is making sympathetic noises about the pressures on people in terms of cost of living, and obviously some people's mortgages are going up exponentially, uh, but there's not a great deal he can really do about it in this month's budget, can he? Well, just coming to the rate rise itself first, it's a smaller rise than expected and that indicates that the bank is very aware of the uh, difficulties of getting the right adjustment in the economy. It wants to bring down demand. It is particularly concerned still about inflation, which continues to rise, and that concern has been reflected, of course, for months. And it actually said in its statement that the The path ahead is a narrow one and it's clouded by uncertainty. One source of that uncertainty, it said, was the global economy. And of course, we know that uh, there are very great dangers at the moment, probability of a recession abroad. And another, the bank said, was how households are responding. And of course, demand hasn't subsided as much as one might have expected at this point. So the bank is treading carefully, but it's also saying that there'll be more rate rises ahead to deal with this question of inflation. It's absolutely determined on that. Now, as for Jim Chalmers and the budget, his message is that uh, the budget will be appropriate to the times, but he has consistently indicated that there won't be fresh handouts in that budget to help with these cost of living pressures because to have a lot more money put in would, of course, defeat the purpose of the interest rate rises. So the government needs to keep its fiscal policy in line with the bank's monetary policy. All right. And there's now a fair bit of speculation that the government might cap or rearrange the stage three tax cuts that, of course, been very controversial. What do you think is happening there? No one quite knows what's happening and maybe even the government at this stage hasn't decided what's happening. Of course, what's occurred in the United Kingdom has uh, added to this speculation because there you've got the new Prime Minister, in fact, cancelling part of a tax cut package because uh, of the bad reaction and the the general economic crisis in that country. But Jim Chalmers at the moment is frankly sending out really mixed messages. On the one hand, he's saying that the, the government's policy hasn't changed and that's to deliver those tax cuts, which um, basically favour higher e- income earners and they're part of a a longer-term tax package that was legislated under the former government uh, some time ago, but 
the Labor government said it would retain. So Chalmers says, yes, that's still our policy. But also he's just leaving enough doubt, enough wriggle room for people to think that maybe the government is going to do some rearrangement, capping or whatever, of those tax cuts. number of groups in the community have been strongly calling for a change in them, saying that they're inappropriate, that they're too expensive, that they are unfair because they do go to primarily um, higher middle-income earners or high-income earners. And so there is this situation of great doubt. Now, the thought had been, I think, that if there was a change in the tax cuts, that the government would at least leave it to the May budget rather than now, given that they don't come into effect until mid-2024. And of course, we don't know the economic situation ahead. And so there's not a great deal of sense in acting now, except that if you're going to do it, I guess there's a case for doing it earlier rather than later, because it would be broken promise. And we do know that the electorate does not like broken promises. And there can be a lot of uh, noise out there saying do something. But when you actually do it, there can be a backlash of people saying, well, it just goes to show you can't trust politicians. Albanese said he'd keep promises and he hasn't done so. So this argument about broken promises, I think, is also to the forefront of the mind of the government. And Michelle, on another matter, the government is working towards repatriating the Islamic State women and children who have been languishing in the Syrian camps since the end of the caliphate. Now, these are Australian citizens and the camps that they are living in are in pretty desperate condition. But not everyone is happy about this, are they? There are fears being raised that this is... Uh dangerous to get people into back into the community who might pose a, a security risk. That's obviously the women, not the children, but the children uh, will be hard to deal with over a period because they've been through such trauma and there'll have to be programs to uh, stop radicalisation and so on. Now, this story has actually got out earlier than the government wanted. Uh, there's been a, a genuine leak here and and of course, that's complicated what is a very difficult and delicate operation. Ministers are discussing this today, and I think there are other meetings happening this week. There's obviously a lot of planning going on to the, uh, into the operation, the logistics of physically getting these people out of a very difficult and dangerous part of the world, and also then making sure there are adequate arrangements to monitor the women and to provide for the families so that they have the best chance of um, getting back into the community and uh, re-establishing their lives in a way that's uh, good for them and, and safe for the general community. So it's a big operation. But I think one point, Amanda, should be stressed, and that is that these are Australian citizens and Australia does have an obligation to deal with them, to bring them home. Other countries have repatriated their citizens from these camps. And while the Morrison government declined to do so, I think that it's uh, long overdue that uh, Australia meets its obligations too. 
Michelle, when Cabinet met most recently, it decided to scrap the COVID isolation periods altogether. Now, a lot of people were very critical of this, including some health experts. There were some who gleefully exclaimed that the pandemic was now over, which quite obviously is not true. You only have to look at the statistics to see that. But it is a sign, isn't it, that the economic imperatives have overtaken the health imperatives? Yes, I think it is. And it was notable the other day when National Cabinet met that it didn't have advice from the expert health committee that services it and and has been relied on a good deal, great deal during the pandemic. The advice, in fact, only came from the Commonwealth Medical Officer. So uh, that was the, the first notable point. The second notable point was in the press conference afterwards attended by the Prime Minister and the uh, Premiers and and Territory leaders, I have to say that Anthony Albanese at times sounded quite like Scott Morrison in the way he uh, presented the arguments and saying that, you know, government couldn't be in people's lives and paying wages and so on forever. So I do think that we have uh, tilted the balance now really completely towards the economic side and the COVID is being treated like other uh, similar illnesses. And now, as you say, a lot of medical experts disagree with that. Of course, some experts agree with that there is divided medical opinion, but the governments and the community have moved on. And just finally, Michelle, the trial for the alleged rape of Brittany Higgins began today. And obviously, there will be a lot of people in Canberra as well as elsewhere watching this very closely. Well, that's right. And this trial is supposed to uh, expected to go for a number of weeks. And of course, uh, the whole Brittany Higgins matter captured national attention has been very important in this whole issue of culture at Parliament House and the progress and outcome of that trial will be watched uh, incredibly closely. All right, Michelle, great to speak with you as always. Thanks very much. Thanks, Amanda. Our theme music is by Blue Dot Sessions. You can find more podcasts from The Conversation on our website at theconversation.com. Thank you.